and uh, eight. I'm glad to have my son and his wife with us. I love my little daughter-in-law. I love my son-in-law. God has been good to me, and I hope these children will stay where the Lord wants them so that he can use them. Praise God. I'll tell you what, this battle's on. If you think because you're saved today, you, you're saved, tomorrow night we'll see. This is a test of he that endureth unto the end. This ain't something you went and did today and now you're saved. You better find out that the Lord might let Satan tear the wall down around you and come on in, Job, and try you like you've never been tried before just to see, Sister Diane, how saved you are. And I'm going to tell you one thing. Sometimes in these situations, it's a whole lot easier to run than it is to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And how many of you want to see God deliver you? Stand still. You know, I'm going to tell you something tonight, church. I believe the devil has done this for our harm. But you watch and see, God has told me that this is going to turn to good. We're the, this, there are people in this, work, in this city of high influential places that's telling everybody that we're duds down here. Kooks. Bunch of nitwits. But uh, if you ever took and paid close attention to your Bible in the book of Acts when they had you know you cannot prove nothing until you get under pressure when they got old Peter on trial in the pressure cooker it said that they knew that these were unlearned people but they took knowledge of them that they had been with the Lord. Some of you may not have that secular higher level of learning, but it might be well that those that have the higher levels of learning take knowledge that we have been with the Lord. And let me tell you something, the knowledge and the wisdom of God far exceeds the secular learning of men. How many of you want to live close to God, be a good example unto God, and to the church, the work of God? So let us stand still and see the salvation of God. Don't run. It's all going to come out in the end. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. And the things that look like they're for our hurt are going to turn around and be for the glory of God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord gave me that assurance. I'm not just telling you something I thought up this afternoon. 
the other night, uh, you know, the enemy come, I mean, that's pretty serious charge they tried to put on me, and the enemy come to me and tried to scare me, but I'll tell you what the Lord said. He said, I'm your strong and mighty tower, and I'll deliver you. Praise God, praise God. And I still need your prayers because uh, I don't know when it's going to be my turn, but I still have mine coming, they say. Amen, but they may dismiss it. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. And I know one thing, my God is going to do something great out of this because God showed me this. I want to tell you something now. People are watching us. And I'm going to tell this church something. You owe it to God and to this church to live on your jobs and in this city like this church preaches so that we can win this city to God. That puts a lot of pressure on you, but it also puts it on me. Amen. The world's watching us. And we can say a lot of things, but they're going to watch and see what we do instead of what we say. How many of you believe that tonight? Praise God. Psalms, the 16th chapter, I'm going over uh, something that I've taught for years, but I haven't taught it for a long time. And uh, so I'm going over it again tonight. Praise God. And I had hopes that we would have more new people here. Praise God. Psalm 16 and 8. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand and I shall not be moved. Praise God. And the 11th verse, thou will shew me the path of life in thy presence is the fullness of joy. At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Can we worship the Lord for a few moments here? Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. Now, I have taught many occasions, and those of you in the church that have been here for any length of time know that I have taught these things, and most likely you know them, maybe even as well as I know them. However, there are some things that I've taught that some of you don't believe, and uh, the reason why you don't believe them, you know, we have to get in that spirit, that self-same spirit. And uh, <clears throat> when we get in that self-same spirit, there won't be two different viewpoints. There'll be only God's spiritual divine direction. Amen. It's not what you think and I think. It's what thus saith the word of God. It's not how you interpret it and I interpret it. 
For when we get in the Holy Ghost, it is interpreted by the Spirit as the same. The Bible said they had all things the same. Hello. Praise God. There weren't some, some of those in the New Testament church out there on the street preaching one thing and some of them out there preaching another. They all spake the same thing. That's right. It's written right in the Word of God. Now, because tonight we are sometimes carnal, and because we are traditional, I wonder how many of you have the decency to uh, be truthful tonight. I watch sinners today trying to be truthful. You know, on a witness stand is not a good place to lie at. Hallelujah. Uh, I wonder how many of you have the decency to be truthful enough tonight to say uh, we have a lot of tradition in us. I imagine sometimes Sister Linda Wells has to struggle with some of that ex-Catholicism. I'm sure, uh, Mother Keller, you have to struggle sometimes with that old Church of Christ. And a lot of us have to struggle with this old flesh. Uh, many things that was taught to us by Grandma and Grandpa. And Sister Cheney, it's kind of easy to blame it on being the Indian. And I kind of blame it on the German. I went out the, with Brother and Sister Rachel one Sunday afternoon, and they had sauerkraut out there at that uh, uh, restaurant where we ate at, and I got on that kraut, and boy, I love that stuff. And Brother Rachel looked at me and said, Brother Elder, I don't see how you eat all that. I said, you just don't have enough German in you. That's your problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. A whole lot of us has got a lot of tradition in us. Praise God. Thank God. And we need to get it out of us. Now, it is very, very easy tonight to... Uh, Brother Kerker, come up here and uh, put that blackboard up and sit on the front row. I might use you tonight. I hope you can spell better than I can. Praise God. He gave me a dirty look, so everybody pray. Praise God. <clears throat> um, and... <clears throat> It's real easy 
maybe I will write a little bit and give you a little break, okay? Now, isn't this easy? You don't have to be uh, a high school graduate to divide God. into three persons. You don't have to be educated to do that. Say, so, well, there's God the Son. I've never had, figured out why they say God the Son first. How did God the Son get ahead of God the Father? They always start out God the Son, God the Father, and God the Holy Ghost. And uh, some of you might not ought to go to sleep. You might ought to pay attention. I'm going to tell you these um, uh, Jehovah Witnesses, which are not witnesses of Jehovah at all, but they're lying demons. God said, uh, who will go for me? And the lying spirit said, I will. I'll go down there and I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of them. And uh, <clears throat> they tell you that they're Jehovah Witnesses, yet they'll argue about baptizing in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They don't argue with me very long. I say, you're what? You baptized in the Trinitarian formula and you're Jehovah's Witness? First of all, you're deceived and a liar. You can't be Jehovah's Witness and baptize in three gods. You told me you believed in one God and you sit here and practice the practice of three gods. You need God to unscale your eyes. Amen. And you don't have to be bright to make God three persons. God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Ghost. One, two, three. You don't have to be too smart to do that. But you do have to get into the spirit and the power of Almighty God for him to reveal to you that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. What? Galatians 5.19 1 Corinthians 5.19 2 Corinthians 5.19 Thank you 2 Corinthians 5.19 God was in Christ Reconciling the world to himself That's where God was Matthew 1.23 God which being interpreted, you should call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted God with us. 
who was the baby that was born of a virgin was God with us. Second Timothy three sixteen was manifested in the flesh. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. First John one fourteen and the word was with God and the word was God that's Saint John one and one and then fourteen said and the word was made flesh. Hallelujah. Oh hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Now you gotta get somewhere past one, two, three to get that. So, you see, you don't have to be spiritual to figure out three gods. Just got to be a plain old carnal educated dummy or a dummy. Don't, there's both kinds. There's dummies and educated dummies. I, uh, you want to you wanna watch... I've watched them. I watch them lead them into things. I watch man leading them. I said, "Uh oh, gonna lead them right into a trap." You wanna know something? The devil lead you into a trap. Amen. You better watch it. Now, here's another one, Trinitarian. This is what I'm gonna preach on tonight. Here's God. This is God. I know this isn't God, but that's what they say it is. Praise God. I'm sure God is greater than that stick feller. I see. Uh, this is right over here, isn't it? And, uh, yeah, that's right. And this is God. The Son. He's on the right. Now, come up here, Brother Key. I'm going to tell you something. you got to be something besides carnal. Willingly ignorant. Has anybody got it figured out that Brother Keith's on the right hand side of me? Yes, sir. <laughs> now we know there's two up here because he's on the right hand side of me. Well, I was, I was putting it out one day to this old boy. He said, you know, there couldn't be three gods. I said, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, praise God. <laughs> He's finally going to see it. He said, there's got to be two. <laughs> I said, oh, no, I'm in worse shape now than I was. Because it's harder to argue two gods than it is three. 
And anybody just a little bit bright can figure out one and one makes two. But I want to tell you something. Just because you can figure out with your physical carnal mind, one and one makes two, don't mean you're right. Thank you, Brother Key. Now, when <clears throat> you get to looking at this, and I hope when I get through tonight that I've said enough that could make you shout. I have set the Lord always before me. I have set thee, Lord, one God, always before me because he is at my right hand. And I shall not be moved. Thou will show me the paths of life. How many of you want God to show you the path of life? If you want God to show you the path of life, you better get past carnality of one and one makes two. Or one, one, one makes three. You better get in this and find out what is great as a mystery of godliness. Hello. Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence, in thy presence, in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Which means if you get on the right side of God, you forevermore got pleasures. Oh, my God. Now, if we could get past left and right. When I was in the Army, I didn't get past left and right. When they hollered your left, that left foot better be hitting the ground. They start hollering your left and your right foot's hitting the ground. You got some troubles on your hand. I've heard that old stuff before. You know, everybody was out of step but your Johnny. Well, let me tell you something about that army. Your Johnny will get in step. Is that right, Brother Mango? I was in the army about three weeks. And so help me God, they found out that I could not do about face right. I've been getting by because I was in the second or third row. But I was a little short, short, skinny guy, you know. I know some of you don't believe that. I got a picture. I'm proved to you. I was a little short, skinny guy. And... Uh, I don't even remember how I was doing it. Something like, uh, I know, no, that's the right way to do it. I can't even figure out how I was doing it. Then 
I don't know, something like this. Something, I don't remember how I was doing it. But I was getting by until they stuck me out on the front row. One day they stuck me out on the front row and they hollered about face. And I was getting ready for them to say forward hearts. When all of a sudden I heard them say, Elder! Oh my God, what do I do now? 200 and some guys out there. Let me see you do about face. I said, uh-oh, I'm in trouble now. And in front of 200 and some guys, I got to practice doing about face about six times before I got to doing it right. They didn't say, well... Your mama didn't raise you right, so we'll let you do it that way anyhow. Honey, when they hollered left foot, it better hit the ground. And when they hollered right foot, it better hit the ground. And there they said, you better know your left from your right. <laughs> and a lot of guys would get messed up on their left and their right, and they'd holler at them in front of everybody, your other right. <laughs> you remember that, brother? But I'm going to tell you something. That's not what God's talking about at all. And if that's what you think he's talking about in this book, you have not yet learned the ways of God. Hallelujah. I said you have not yet learned the ways of God. He's not talking about over here on this side is my pleasures. If you get on this side, I've seen this old stuff on these Bible charts that uh, if you're on the left side, you're going to hell. And if you're on the right side, you're going to be judged righteous or something or another. And I've looked for that stuff in the Bible and it's not in there. That, that's, uh, that's some kind of somebody's imagination. They used to teach that, Brother Grubbs, 30 years ago. You know what that was? That was Trinitarianism that flowed over in our ranks. Amen. But thank God I got to looking at my son Paul the other day. I'm going to tell some of you young preachers something. We have paved a beautiful road for you. You won't have to fight a lot of things we fought because we laid down a good road for you. Just get out there and reach the loss. I mean tell you, when we come out of that Trinitarian mess... There was a lot of them that didn't believe you had to speak in tongues to have the Holy Ghost. And there was a lot of them that believed it was all right to be baptized in Jesus' name or to be baptized in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And I'll tell you what, we stood up and swung it out till we thinned out the ones that wouldn't uh, turn over to, to the truth and, and they don't amount to nothing if they're around anymore. And then we started battling around with uh, this kind of junk. Right hand and left hand. But I want to tell you something. It's all in that Bible if you want it to be. Praise God. 
Now, when you turn to Genesis, the 49th chapter, I believe that Genesis is the book of beginnings. And because of our shallowness in Pentecost today, and you say, Brother Elder, why would you make such a statement like that? It is. I, I, the reason why we're so shallow in Pentecost today, I've already noticed, I've only been up here a few minutes, and some of you are already tired of Bible study. You're ready for something else. You know, if if we're preaching, I told the young men, well, go to go sit down. You've seen rain and hail and fire and brimstone. Now go sit down. Hallelujah. But, uh, you know, they had that earthquake last night. And they were supposed to get some great big tidal waves. And I was listening to the news on the radio last night, and it was telling everybody to take precaution. And you know what the crazy people out there on the West Coast was doing? All of them was driving their cars out to the ocean side. They wanted to see it. And uh, had they come in, probably hundreds of them would have got washed somewheres. People don't want to take precaution and act smart anymore. They want to see it. They want action. If it kills them, they want it. Amen. Amen. And uh, we, we'd we like to have some action tonight, you know. Brother Elder, you just get up there and foam at the mouth and slobber a little bit and keep us awake. Spit all over this microphone. Sweat till we just got to watch and see how much more you're going to sweat. It's not that, honey. It's going to save you. It's this good old book that's going to save you. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't get your P's and Q's mixed up. Now, in Genesis, the 49th chapter, and the 27th verse, Benjamin shall raven as a wolf in the morning. He shall devour the prey. And at night he shall divide the spoil. Benjamin was, you ready for this? Boy, you're going to have a hard time with this. Benjamin was Joseph's, nope, Jacob's. Benjamin was Jacob's favored son. Everybody said Joseph was. He made him a coat of many colors. I'm sorry. Benjamin was. Benjamin was the second son of Rachel. And if you follow the Old Testament example and pattern, the second son is always the divine favored son. It was, it was Jacob instead of Esau. There's a reason for that. It's not an accident. 
the second son always received the blessing. And there is a reason for that. Amen. God was showing us something of his divine heavenly pattern. How many of you are with me? You're not going to get this drawn pictures in your notebook. How many of you want something? Let me tell you something. When the Jehovah Witnesses come and knock on your door, they know how to explain this. Do you know how to catch them? Uh, I know how to lead a Jehovah Witness. I've asked them before. I said, what does the right hand of God mean? I can lead a Jehovah Witness. Because they explain the right hand of God right. They're one of few folks who know the true interpretation of the right hand of God. And they will tell you that the right hand of God means divine favor with God. Or the son of my divine favor. Benjamin. The word Benjamin means the son of divine favor. You've got a concordance look up the name Benjamin and it'll show you that praise God hallelujah now you must understand tonight that God had some reason for this turn your Bible open to the book of Luke the book of Luke the third chapter and the 38th verse. Pray for me that I can keep moving tonight. I want to move on through the scriptures. I don't want to become boring to you tonight. Praise God. The book of Luke, the third chapter and the 38th verse. We have here some of the... Um, what I want to call it, the uh, genealogy of the children of God of Israel. And when we get to the 38th verse, we finally get down to the very beginning of time, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Now, Adam was the first son of God. Praise God. God created Adam in the image of God. And he breathed in him. He breathed into him like God. A soul. A living soul. Nothing else in this world has a living soul. Right. Amen. Amen. I don't care whether you like it or not, your dog is going back to dust. Amen. When you get to heaven, if your kitty's there, uh, <clears throat> I don't know nothing about that Bible. Your pet canary's not going to be flying around in your halo.
Hello. You better read the book of Ecclesiastes. It said that the spirit of the beast goeth downward, but the spirit of man goeth upward to whom to whence who gave it. Only we are like him. Adam is the first son of God. God made him like him. He said, well, now, wait a minute. He, uh, he didn't do so good. That's right. You know why Adam didn't do so good? He was not the son of his right hand. He was not the son of his divine favor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, we begin to see some of the working pattern of God. The reason you read in the Old Testament always be the second son Receiving the blessing because he is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. So therefore, being the author and the finisher of our faith, we must become spiritual enough to look into God's heaven and to see God's mind and see what did he do at the beginning that he's doing at the end so that we can see like God, be like God, and think like God for them that are led by his spirit are the sons of God. You say, I don't believe you can be like God down here. I do. I believe you can be like God down here, but you'll have to do a lot of praying. And you'll have to study a lot of the word. And you'll have to believe God instead of everything else. Some of you would rather believe your husband and his paycheck. Well, I'll try not to deviate a whole lot tonight. But 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 16th verse. He said... For if the dead rise not... Then is not Christ raised? In other words, if the dead are not going to come out of those graves, the second Son of God didn't have any power. The second Son of God wasn't God. How many of you are with me tonight? And if Christ 
be not raised, your faith is in vain. If he didn't have any power over death, we don't have any power. And what we're living today is vain. Hello. And what's more pitiful than all of this, you are yet in your sins. We don't even have a Savior. Now, the Bible didn't say that, but it said if that's the way you think, and that's the way a lot of folks in the world think. Hello. Now he said, also, then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. You died like a dog dies. My God, you folks ought to pray through. If a cow's got a soul, you eat it most of the time. You better quit running down there to McDonald's. Well, I don't believe cows has got them. I believe dogs do. Well, honey, a dog don't last very long in Korea. Or in the Philippines. They'll put that dude out there and they'll roast him. They'll fill him full of rice and water and some good old gooly loo soup. Make him swell up. And they'll roast him with all them good innards. Split him open and dip it out and what good soup you might have. Some of you look like you're ready for something. <clears throat> Just because we eat cows here don't mean they don't eat something there. I mean, they eat your dog over there. If you want one, you better keep it out of there. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he said, if this life he said, then also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. We're just like dogs and cows. I don't believe that. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But see, he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. In this 20th verse, he said, but now is Christ risen from the dead. What did he say? But now Christ is not like this, but he is powerful. Filled with the power of God. And become the first fruits of them that slept. He, he said, I'll lay my life down, I'll pick it up. The, I don't know anybody in here can say, I'll lay my life down and I'll pick it up. I bet you if you fall down asleep, dead, tomorrow you're not going to get it up. But the Lord said, I'll lay it down and I'll pick it up. He said, you go ahead and kill me, but on the third day I'll raise it up. Why? Because I am all power. I am God. Hallelujah. 
and he said here for since by one for since by man came death by man came also the resurrection of the dead who you talking about the second son the most favored son the divine son the son of his right hand the son that shall sit upon his throne and rule over David's household. I wonder how many of you are with me tonight. Somebody said, well, you're just too deep for me tonight, Brother Elder. Okay, we'll come back uh, Sunday morning or next Thursday night and preach a shallow one for you. Just hang on tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. But how many of you would like to get past some milk? Praise God. Now, for as in Adam all die, the first son, everybody dies. Because Adam didn't have any power over his body. Adam was not the son of his divine favor. Adam was not the son of his right hand. But the second one was. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards they that are Christ at his coming. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made God. The last Adam was made God. The color from the dead. The color from the earth. And he shall descend with the voice of the archangel and the power and the glory of the right hand of the divine favor of God. He shall he shall descend in the cloud of glory. Oh, hallelujah. I said, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I said, oh, hallelujah. Praise you, God. If you're getting what I'm getting out of this, uh, he, he's not over there standing at his right hand. You know, they walk in, these Trinitarians walk into your house and they say, well, there got to be two gods because he's standing at the right hand of God. And one and one makes two. Come 
And a whole lot of you one God apostolics, you don't know what to do with that. Because you haven't got in this and God hadn't revealed to you what I'm preaching. You say, oh. And you come around and say, Brother Elder, what's it mean? The right hand of God. I'm telling you tonight what it means. They ought not to come into your house and mess you up like that. When they come into your house, you ought to mess them up and convert them from their carnality and from their wicked ways and teach them. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and Him only shall thou serve. Hallelujah. You get me started on one God, and I can just feel stuff running up and down my backbone. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love talking about one God. He said, put it in your forehead. He said, put it out there on the frontlets. I don't know. I might have to put a big sign on my house, Sister Elder, and I get it painted. One God apostolics live here. We probably have everything stopping in there trying to convert us. It's all right with me. Come on in. I'll be like Brother Mahaney. Seen them Mormons coming. Said, come on in. You look like Mormons to me. They said, what do we look like Mormons for? Well, you'd never know, would you? But he looked at me and said, well, it looks to me like you got your pants caught in a bicycle chain or something. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of them got so good now they're riding cars instead of bicycles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad for the Word of God tonight. Now, in Psalms 77, 7 through 11, I'm going to deviate just for a few minutes, okay? My goodness, we got plenty of time anyhow. It's not 9 o'clock yet. In the book of Psalms, well, if you was at home tonight, Brother Butch, you'd probably be trying to play chess or something. Hallelujah. The book of Psalms, the 77th chapter, David has either prayed aloud or made some kind of speech, and his choir director, Aspa, has picked up the end of his speech and the feeling of his speech and written it in words. Praise God. And in the seventh verse, we find that David 
makes these statements, will the Lord cast off forever? And will he be favorable no more? Young man, serve God in thy youth and in thy strength. For the days coming when you're going to look back at those days and thank God for thy youth, thy strength, thy power, and thy deliverance of God and live off of them in thy older years. You need God to do some miracles for you while you're young. And I'm not ever going to make the statement again that I don't need God to ever do a miracle for me to live for him because uh, I do need God to do a miracle for me, not for me to live for him, but because we need to live an overcoming life. And we need deliverance. Hallelujah. Uh, when you get older in years and the enemy afflicts you with something, you need God to deliver you so that you have a wonderful testimony at the end of it all. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, David is looking back to those great days. And I don't have time tonight to preach. I love to study David. He's my favorite Old Testament saint. And somebody said, Brother Elder, why is David your favorite Old Testament saint? We read about Job, and I don't know how long this thing went on about Job and how long he did this thing to overcome, but it does not give us any length of days. But when we study about David, we find out that this was not one thing that David did in his youth, but this is something that David did from his youth to his dying breath. And he lived an overcoming life all the days of his life. And all the days of his life were not beautiful. But he did stand up for God and his word and his sanctuary and God saved him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he drawed strength off of the days when he was favorable with God. There comes a day, Brother Grubbs, you can't pick his arm up and use it like you used to. My arms are getting harder and harder to get up there. Amen. And they used to say, raise your arms. It just used to just shoot up there, you know. Hallelujah. Any of you out there know what I'm talking about? It's easy to shoot up there. But you got to watch these young evangelists because they don't like it if that's all the higher they get. God and uh, I understand the young evangelists probably us older ministers understand them better than anybody 
I'm not going to lay on that. I'm trying to get to something tonight. Praise God. He said here, will the Lord cast off forever and will he be favorable no more? In his mer is his mercy clean gone from forever? Does his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in his anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. And I said, this is my infirmity. This is my weakness. Because there comes a day when it seems like all hell is against you. Young preacher man, live for God. Be full of faith and believe everything you preach. But remember this, one of these days, God's going to let you live what you preach to see if you believed it. It's easy to preach it. It's another thing to live it and practice it. God don't have anything against you. He's getting you ready for a holy place. For a holy heaven. Amen. But he owes it to you to see if you believe in that name you've been preaching about. I've walked many times in the last two or three years saying the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I've walked a many times in the last two or three years and praying while I was praying, Lord, tear down the walls of the enemy and build up a mighty strong force that will come against him like a flood. Amen. 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 It's looked like we've lost a bunch around here, but only God knows the end of all this. And if it takes my life to make this thing burst wide open, just whatever, God. Amen. Amen. I mean, unless a corner wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. You don't know what you're talking about, Brother L. I probably know more about what I'm talking about than anybody in here. I look at Brother Johnson's church today. A mighty, big, strong church in Colorado Springs. But to build the foundation of it, it took Brother Tedford's life. Say it, honey. Tedrick. Brother Tedrick's life. And I'm going to tell you, I knew old Brother Tedrick. Ooh, son. He's a preacher like me. He shelled the corn and he didn't cut no slack. He built a good foundation in that church. When Brother Johnson took it, he didn't have to teach him to worship. They knew how to worship. He didn't have to build them on the word. They were building the word. Hallelujah. Who knows the ending of all this? 
And if that's not it, let's go up in the rapture. I wonder how many of you want to get up in that rapture. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now he said, listen to this now. He says this. He said, is his mercy clean gone forever? Does his promise fail forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in his anger and his tender mercy? And I said, this is my infirmity. This is my weakness. But I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Now what is he remembering? Look at the 11th verse. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the wonders of old. I'll remember. What's he saying? I'll remember how God delivered me out of Saul's hand. I remember how God helped me slay Goliath. I remember how God helped me destroy the Philistines when they were going to destroy Israel. I remember how God helped me conquer all of the nations around Israel. I remember the days of the divine favor of God and my strength when in my youth I gave all my strength and faith to God. I, what are you talking about, David? I remember walking in those days of his divine favor and power. I remember the days of thy right hand when it just was the power of God on me, when the ephod spoke to me, when the shaking in the mulberry trees gave me divine direction. I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. How many of you want to remember the days of God's divine hand on you? I'm speaking about the right hand tonight. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about this side or that side. I'm talking about what, what it means. You see, when you speak to a Jew about the right hand, he's not thinking about this. He's thinking about what it really is. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to try to keep moving. Uh when you look in Exodus, the 15th chapter, and the 6th verse, uh, you know, you ought to write these down because they're coming to your house. They're going to try to trick you. They're going to try to make you swallow up some more of their garbage. Yes, but I'm not going to be swallowing their garbage. I'm going to tell them how it really is. Now, I'd like to, I pull this on some of them, especially them Trinitarians, I like to pull this on them. I pulled this on an old boy from the Church of Christ, and he stood there with his mouth hung open, and uh, he thought that he was having some kind of a heart attack because uh, he couldn't breathe, he couldn't say nothing, uh, he just, Hallelujah. Praise God. Exodus 15 and 6. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. 
and in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as double. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as a heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. They're talking about when God split the, the Red Sea wide open and let the children of Israel pass through. He said he'd done it with his right hand. Now let me ask you something. Did God do it with his right hand? Or did he do it with his power and, and a natural wind? What was his right hand? His glory. His power. Now let me ask you something. If God could tell the Red Sea to split up and let the children of Israel pass through and Jesus could tell the Sea of Galilee to shut up and be calm Who's the difference between Jesus and God? And he said by his right hand he did it. By what? His power and his divine favor. Who at this time is his divine favor? Nah. It's not Jesus at this time that is divine favor. It's the children of Israel, the children of God, of which his divine power and presence and glory of to what is he is chosen in the earth. And by his right hand, by his divine favor, he opened up the sea and let his children go through. Well, I'm glad you're not excited, but I'm about to start shouting. Hallelujah. When people start talking to me about right hand and they start talking about this thing, I just look at them like you poor little thing. I don't care if you've been to 10 colleges. You don't know nothing. You ought to shut up. Now, now, oh my God. Well, Acts 8, I'm going I'm getting close to closing down. Praise God. I say I'm getting close. Don't worry, Brother Butch, another hour I'll make it. Hallelujah. Some of you are already bored, I can see. The book of Acts. I like Acts because there's action over there. Maybe that'll wake some of you up here in a minute. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of you like Acts? 
Praise God. They say Reagan uses one every day. Acts, the eighth chapter. Boy, I mean, that's a good one. Acts, the eighth chapter, and the, I think, verse 55. No, there ain't even that many in there. Uh, 7.55 no wonder I can't find it I'm in the wrong chapter been a long day went to bed at 3 o'clock and got up at 7 I think praise God alright now <clears throat> listen to this being, but he being full of the Holy Ghost. This is more than a quart full. I wish you could see in this thing. It's full. Full enough it's running over now. Oh, quit worrying, Brother Character. It'll dry up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, if that thing had been a quart full, I, I couldn't have done that with three fingers. I know a lot of folks today, it's only about an eighth full. There's one thing you don't want to do when you're out there on that lake and it's raining and the wind's blowing like today. You don't want to run out of gas. And boy, I was motorboating across there one day, and it was carrying on just like it is now, and you're going to get wet. But I mean, you know, when you got that much water in the boat, and your feet's already soaked, and your head's already soaked, and your shoulders are already soaked, and no use to worry about getting wet. Praise God. But I want to tell you something. You better watch. And on that gas tank in that boat, it's got a gauge like in your car. And I've been watching that thing. And it said half tank. I looked and I said, whoo, and it's a long ways over there. And then it said quarter tank. And I said, mm, I'm going to have to quit running full throttle. I'm going to have to shut this thing down about half throttle. Because I sure don't want to run out out here. Oh, keep running full throttle. You'll get there faster. You might not. You ought to try oaring against that stuff. Amen. 
and then it's down to an eighth of a tank. But thank God you're getting close to the ramp. I know a lot of folks that's an eighth full. And when you're an eighth full, it keeps the driver always concerned. And I know some folks that's a quarter full keeping the driver nervous. And I know some folks that's a half full making the driver pray, Lord, help them fill up. I said, this, this saint was full. Pressed down, running over. Hallelujah. I wonder how many of you want to get full of the Holy Ghost. Woo. You don't know when it's going to be your turn to meet God. He being full of the Holy Ghost. Now when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you might do this. Looked up steadfastly into heaven. Somehow or another, Paul, when he got full of the Holy Ghost, looked into heaven. Somebody said, well, I don't believe you can do that today. I'm sorry. I beg to differ with you. I know some saints. God showed them some things in heaven that's lived while I've been walking on earth. Amen. Amen. It's just according to how close you are with God. But let me tell you, dear saints, something. If God shows you things in heaven, it's not for you to tell other folks because they won't believe you. They'll think you're crazy. And most of these spiritual preachers don't even believe you can do it. A lot of them are like Eli. Says so she must be drunk. Hello. Come on. But he was full of the Holy Ghost and he saw, he saw the glory of God. He saw the glory of God. When he saw the glory of God, what did he see? First Corinthians 15. First Corinthians 15 and 55. O death, where is your sting? And oh grave, where is your victory? Don't let nobody kid you. It wasn't no doubt in Stephen's mind he's going to die. He already seen them picking up the stones to let him have it. He knew it wasn't going to be long. He's going to be at the bottom of the rock pile. Hello. Amen. Praise God. The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 17 and 5. Somebody read it for me. Read. 
Is that Matthew 17 and 5? While he yet spake, behold a bright cloud. How many, how many of you think it was one of those clouds in the sky? Nah. What was bright? The glory of God. The Shekinah power of God. The divine favor of God. The power of God. Hallelujah. 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 Revelations 4. I'm moving these as long as fast as I can. Revelations 4. And 3 and 5. If you get it, read it before I get it. We've got to move this along here. I want I want I want the third verse first and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper bright powerful and a sarda stone and there was a rainbow round about the throne in the sight like unto an emerald. I don't think it was red, white, and green. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I believe it was the glory and the power of God, the divine favor of God, the right hand of God. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders. Somebody said, who are these? These are the twelve major prophets and the twelve apostles. Fulfilling Ephesians, what? Two and twenty. Hallelujah. And there were seven lamps of fire burning. That's the churches. The perfect spirit, the perfect church of God. God has his church in the Lamb, which is the perfect church of God. Hallelujah. Seven lamps of fire burning, and I believe his church is burning before the throne, and are the seven the perfect spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal, and in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts, that's the ministry, full of eyes before and behind. What are you talking about, Brother Elder? And Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked into heaven. What do you see up there, Stephen? I see Jesus at the right hand of God. I 
Isaiah 44 and 6. Is there a God beside me? I know not any. Isaiah 44 and 8. Is there a God beside me? I don't know of any. God's God of everything. He don't know of any. If there's one on the right side of him, how come he don't know about it? What are you talking about? What do you see, Stephen? Woo. Hallelujah. I see the divine favor and power and glory of God. most favored the one that captured death the one that overpowered sin in the flesh the one that took the sting out of death the one that said to the grave I am the resurrection of life where is your sting I feel like shot. Just a little while to labor. Just a little while to wait. Somebody said he may not come, Brother Elder, for five or ten more years. It's still just a little while. Hallelujah. I look back at eight years. I'm looking at my Sarah that's going to turn 15 this year, and I say, how in the world? Just yesterday, I had that little thing in my lap, Lisa, patting her on the bottom. And she'd go, mm-mm-mm, she wanted me to do it some more. Now she's a big young lady, turning into woman. Ain't very long. Life's like a vapor. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. Hallelujah. It's just a little while to labor. And it's just a little while to wait. And you can stand like Stephen and look into heaven and see the Son of God standing at the right hand of God. Standing in the power of God standing in the glory of God whoa death where's this thing whoa grave I don't have to fear the grave for the death of the saints is beautiful hallelujah comfort one another with these words Hallelujah. Maranatha. Behold he cometh. We're not fighting like one that war and fighting in vain, but we have 
have a deliverer. What is it? Is the right hand of God, the son of his divine favor, the power of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, oh, I feel him all over me. What'd you see? Stephen. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open. What are you doing, Stephen? I'm dying. I'm fixing to step off of this world into that one he hath prepared for me. For in my father's house are, 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 are many mansions. And he's done gone and prepared a place for me. That where he is. I said, where's he at? I'm not quite too sure yet where he's at, but I know wherever he is, I might be also. But I know one thing. When it all winds up, I'm going to be there forevermore around the throne of God. Hallelujah. Say how? Because I read the back of the book. Ah, the power of God. The glory of God. The right hand of God. Hallelujah. And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Somebody said, see there, if there's not two gods, why did it say that? Real spiritual, aren't they? Really have a deep vision walk with God, don't they? Oh. Oh. Well, listen. And they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears. I'm tell you one thing, them Jews was slap mad. When he said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Let me tell you something. Jacob was their father. And they knew that Benjamin was the most favored son of Jacob, which means the divine favor of Jacob, which means that when he said, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God, them Jews didn't see him on this side over here like us dumb Gentiles, but they understood him to say, I see the son of God, Jesus Christ, whom you reject the builders rejected disallow I see him standing in the power and the glory of our father of our God the king of the kings and the lord of the lord and they stopped their ears and they cried with a loud voice. They was mad at him and ran on him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. Amen. 
shut this babbler's mouth up. We don't believe a word he's saying. What'd you see, Stephen? And they stoned Stephen. So, well, Jesus had to be the second person in the Godhead. Did he? You know, it's a wonderful thing how God's preserved his word. And they stoned Stephen calling upon God. Stephen was calling upon God. He was calling upon God. He was calling on God. What was you saying, Stephen? Oh, I'm going to that wonderful place. I know we'll forget right before my boy died, God gave me a wonderful confirmation. He told his grandma, Sister Kelly, I don't know if you was there or not. He said, oh my, it's a beautiful place. And he began to talk about how beautiful it was. Hallelujah. Praise God. And right before old Stephen died, he began to talk about how beautiful it was. The right hand of God. The power of God. The glory of God. Woo! I'm going to this place. Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Receive my spirit. Receive my spirit. Hallelujah. For what is Ecclesiastes, the 12th chapter? The Lord just laid this verse on me. He uh, quote this many times when we preach funerals. Praise God. Ecclesiastes 12 and 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. And the spirit shall return unto the second person in the Godhead. Wait a minute. If it's supposed to return to God, Stephen was doing something wrong. Ooh, hallelujah. Woo. Let's glorify his name tonight. Praise God. When they come into your house and try to tell you that God is two persons because of the right hand of God. I wonder if you can start praising God because you know the truth.